This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm here with NPR Music contributor Christina Lee. Hey, Stephen. Host of the Artemisy podcast, Kiana Faircloth. Hey, Stephen. And NPR Music's own Hazel Sills. Hi, Stephen. We are talking about the best new albums out today, starting with the rapper J.I.D. and his new record, The Forever Story. This song is called Dance Now. Aye, aye, aye. Look, look, J.I.D. back in the city with it. J.D. done been all across the globe. They say J.D. scribbler, he's silly with it when he spit it. I hope he don't sell his soul. He should be good, man, he signed a code. He from the hood, nigga, down the road. He would just jugging right by the stove. Then they saw the patrol, it was time to roll. Saw the patrol, it was time to ride. Motor running on Memorial Drive. Got a country cousin cruising with the black man Savannah at the Florida Georgia line. Got a couple family members in Atlanta, not Atlanta. We let on Moretta decide. They just go let that Beretta fly. Cause you niggas bugging, spray pesticides. It's me and the bros. No extra guys, and they moving way, just no exercise. We could pick a date to come stretch you out, only showing muscle when it's flexing time. You could see the hustle, you could recognize. Overcame struggle when the devil tried. Let me bear it all when I'm telling God. You know I'm a rant when I talk to Jai. Nigga said that I can't. Damn lie, ain't dapping no hands. Sanitize, no slide on your man. Landslide, it's a nine in my pants. Hancock, you gon' try to recant. You can now. I can step on the ant, ant pile. I'ma shoot at the ground. Dance now. Speaking from JID's native Atlanta, this has been a long time coming. So the Forever Story is a spiritual sequel to a debut album he released back in 2017 called The Never Story. It basically compiled a bunch of songs that he had released previously out of his stomping grounds, and a lot has happened since then. Of course, we all know that he is signed to Dreamville, J. Cole's label. We know him for his feature on Imagine Dragon's Enemy. So he has come a long way since then and I think this album finds him caught between these two respective worlds so on one hand he's remembering the hunger that initially drove him to start rapping in the first place after having lost a football scholarship in college but on the same token he's also realizing just how lonely uh, this new world he's found himself in could be and for me this is just like a super compelling listen I think it matches up to all the hype that I've been feeling here in his native Atlanta. I really love this album because I actually listened to it from top to tail. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those albums where the stories just kind of kept drawing me in like on better days. Don't forget the better days. We've been friends since 10. Back then we told people we cousins kin. The buses from my school couldn't come to where I live. So my mama used to drop me at your crib like 4, maybe 5 a.m. I ain't get no good sleep till I was 27. I used to wear my big bro clothes. Used to let me borrow some of your clothes. I thought that I looked funny in them. He talks about how he didn't get a good night's rest until he was about 27 years old. Talking about growing up and having to go to a friend's house at about four and five in the morning just so the school bus could pick him up. It's pretty weighty in a lot of ways, and I absolutely can appreciate how he uses some heavy hitters from the jazz world, of course, producing this record like Bad Bad Not Good. He's got Thundercat producing a track on here, J.D. Beck, K. Trinata. It really is a solid, solid album from J.I.D. His sense of pacing is so remarkable. You listen to this record, and he's just constantly revving and then occasionally pulling back just enough to rev again. It's 
a little bit exhausting. I mean this in a good way, listening to this record. It's 59 minutes, and it is so stuffed with wordplay. It's just this constant swirl and churn of activity and just these little references. If you're a sports fan, my God, there are so many sports <laughs> references on this record. We have a penalty flag thrown at the 30-yard line. Personal foul. But also just like religion and references to violence and drugs and the journey that he's taken. And it is, your mind almost can't keep up with it listening to it. I feel him really expanding on that origin story that he initially teased with the Never story. Well, at the same time, as you said, Stephen, driving with the sort of hunger to get to the people all the way in the back you know if we're talking like in a festival setting like I think he recognizes that he's still very much in the come up and it's great to hear him literally not lose any momentum yeah that's J.I.D. his new album The Forever Story is out today let's go next to Stella Donnelly the singer Stella Donnelly has a new album called Flood this song is called Lungs maybe it's the last time that I see Stella Donnelly, she is an Australian singer-songwriter. This is her sophomore album. Her first album, Beware of the Dogs, really cemented her as a singer-songwriter who wrote very pointed, funny songs about being a young woman in the midst of Me Too and dealing with annoying, sometimes even abusive men. And on this album, I really feel like she's kind of settled into a new level of her songwriting, and it feels a little less pointed in its politics, but more personal. And it's a record about maturing and kind of realizing what doesn't fit your life anymore. There are some moments of that perspective from her first record on this album. There's a song called Morning Silence, where she talks about not wanting her children to wake up to the sound of women screaming. Is it a pipe dream to want my children never to wake up and hear a woman scream? It's such a dark line, but it's also sort of funny and just kind of gets at Stella Donnelly's perspective. She really has this remarkable knack for the the quieter she gets, the sharper the lyrics cut. And I like the way this record has a lot of that, a lot of those quieter moments, but also there are songs like the one we heard, Lungs, that have a little bit more sparkle to them at the same time. This record feels more dynamic. It feels like a leveling up just in terms of like broadening her sound in a way that can really cut deep, but is also very engaging at the same time. That track, How Was Your Day, which I'm completely obsessed with. Oh, it's just like <laughs> such like a delightful, heartbreaking song about a breakup. Time to open up. 
And I love that line on it where she talks about this image of a polite conversation turning into like this deadly candle that could burn the room down. And a really good example, too, of a of great talk singing. She's so good at that. <laughs> and we've had a lot of that lately with wet leg and dry cleaning. And that song sort of feels a part of it. But yeah, just an album that really takes her songwriting and, and her music to the next level. Yeah, I think it's great. That's Stella Donnelly. Her new album is Flood. Let's go next to Miguel Zinon. Miguel Zinon has a new album called Musica de las Américas. This song is Opresión y Revolución. This album, it's definitely indicative of the fact that he's been nominated for, I don't know how many Grammys at this point. He's a Guggenheim and a MacArthur Fellow. <laughs> and his compositions are just always so driving and passionate. And this album reveals the passion that he has for the history of the Americas. It's eight tracks that explores the history of the continents. You know, it was recorded with his longtime quartet, that includes Luis Perdomo on the piano. He's absolutely smoking. Hans Gluvishnig on the bass and Henry Coles on the drums. And the way that they interplay with each other really does show that they've been doing this together for a long time. And he also brings together percussionists from his native land of Puerto Rico. And he pays tribute on this album to the indigenous cultures and societies that existed, of course, before European colonization. And one of the standout tracks for me on this record is Tainos y Caribes. It just drives and moves in the way they play with each other. I mean, from Luis on the piano to Henry on the drums and Hans on the bass. It works together in such a passionate way that really gives a look at what the Americas looked like before it all. And so this album really does reveal not only, you know, how heady Miguel is, but also, you know, just the, the brilliant nature of his compositions all over this record. Yeah, you use the word passionate, and there's such fire and intensity to a lot of these pieces. But there's also, especially as it rolls along, there's a really meditative quality to it at the same time, where you can just tell that there's an enormous amount of thought put into the themes that feed into this record. You know, when you're listening to instrumentals and they really match their their titles, yeah, uh, I'm always that really helps me as a, as a listener. Indeed. So a song called Opresión y Revolución, and then you hear it. You can feel the fire. 
There's a reason this guy has is as decorated as he is. Absolutely. And, you know, not only is he a stellar sax player, but we know him, of course, from his work with the SF Jazz Collective, his compositions there and arrangements on songs that we love. He is just an incredible composer. And this album, I think, really gives a look at his culture and how he's educating the masses on, you know, what happened in this country before. And I think it's just amazing. Yeah, it's a fantastic record. Miguel Zinon's new album is called Musica de las Americas. We've got a few more records we want to play for New Music Friday, but first, let's take a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mass Mutual. According to Calendar.com, the average person schedules just 4.5 hours per year on finances. Mass Mutual gets it. Life is busy. If you can't find time to plan your financial future, find someone who can like a mass mutual financial professional. For the last 170 years, they've helped people plan for retirement, college tuition, and any other short or long-term financial goals. Learn more at massmutual.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor Smartwool. Don't sweat the incline. From the trailhead to the summit, enjoy every single step with Smartwool's powerfully durable hike socks. Made with naturally performing merino wool for the perfect fit and cloud-like comfort. Enjoy 15% off your first purchase when you sign up for Smartwool's mailing list. What are you waiting for? Get out there with Smartwool socks and take every hike to new heights. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we are looking at some of the best new albums out today, August 26th. Next up is Caitlin Aurelius-Smith. Caitlin Aurelius-Smith has a new album called Let's Turn It Into Sound. This song is called Locate. What a trippy artist. What a great weirdo. Um, yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin Aurelia Smith is um, an American composer who works primarily with modular synthesizers. She uses Buchla synthesizers. She makes deeply playful, almost like psychedelic electronic music. And her music has a way of veering off course into so many different directions. 
This album feels so vibrant and has a lot of like accessible moments. I think there are parts of this album that sound like almost like 80s video game music. Or, I wrote oh down gosh. video game music. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> which is which is funny because, you know, Caitlin Aurelia Smith is like inspired by Suzanne Ciani, who's also a modular synth composer who like made music for pinball machines. And so <laughs> it's just a very colorful, intense album and just so many moments of delight and surprise. The way she uses saxophones and horns on this record is really great. I know the first track for me, Have You Felt Lately, is just so weirdly annoying, I hate to say, and catchy <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> And like you mentioned, the video game nostalgia that comes with it, it kind of feels like Super Mario Brothers on its fifth energy drink. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> if you need to wake up, I mean, this is this is the album for you. Let's turn into sound. Definitely an introduction for me into Caitlin Aurelia Smith, but um, refreshing nonetheless. <laughs> And I think this kind of reminds of the range that she's managed to find, even with like the very specific niche that she's created for herself and her music. So I was introduced to her by way of Tide's music for yoga and meditation, which, of course, was commissioned by her mom. Like she wanted a soundtrack for her own yoga practice. So comparing this album to what yeah. I've heard from her in the past and even on the Calm Music app, it just this feels like the biggest push away from like maybe sort of the ambient or yeah. the new age labels that I think she's been uh, presented with over the past couple years. So for me, it was very unexpected in that regard. Yeah, I had a similar reaction to it. I knew her as kind of an ambient neoclassical artist. And listening to this, I mean, we've talked about video game music, which it definitely taps into. There's so much incredible creative music happening in video games right now that mm -hmm. this feels of a piece with. But it also reminded me of Juan Garcia Esquivel at times oh. if you if you know Juan Garcia Esquivel's music he made this kind of kind of cocktail jazz this is like like futuristic kind of steampunk jazz. I don't know what, the best way to describe it it's very like zoom 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 and like very hi-fi and there are just sounds zipping around all over yeah, the mix yeah. and jumping from one speaker to another this has that dynamism but in sort of a more free form way right that is constantly keeping you guessing in ways that really 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 worked for me yeah, it's like steampunk meets like image and heat maybe because mm -hmm. there are more vocals and like yeah. she plays around and toys around with her voice so much with how it's like processed. I just think we're in such an interesting time right now for ambient music and electronic music and the way Spotify just makes everything into a vibe. And so <laughs> I appreciate an artist who's like yeah. capturing your attention, is waking you up and is really making you listen to the music and not just having it as something to like chill to. Yeah. You don't forget that you're listening to this record. No. And I love it. <laughs> That's Caitlin Aurelia Smith. Her new album is called Let's Turn It Into Sound. We're going to close out this week's show with a lightning round, but first, we've got one more pick. It is a massive box set from the band Blondie. It's called Blondie Against the Odds 1974 to 1982. Let me tell you, picking one minute of one song to sum up Blondie is basically impossible, but we're going to go with the first use of rap ever 
ever to hit number one on the American pop charts all the way back in 1981. Let's hear a little bit of Rapture. Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's side. DJ spinning, I said, my, my. Flash is fast, flash is cool. Francois, c'est pas. Flash ain't no two. And you don't stop. Sure shot. Go out to the parking lot and get in your car and drive real far. And you drive all night and then you see a light. And it comes right down and lands on the ground. And out comes a man from Mars. And you try to run, but he's got a gun. And he shoots you dead and he eats your head. And then you're in the man from Mars. You go out at night. You eat Cadillacs, Lincoln's too, Mercury's and Subaru, and you don't stop. You keep on eating cars. Then, when there's no more cars, you go out at night and eat up bars where the people meet. Face to face, dance cheek to cheek, one to one, man to man, dance toe to toe. Don't move too slow, cause the man from Mars is through with cars. He's eating bars, yeah, wall to wall, door to door. I've been a lifelong Blondie fan. I mean, how could you not be? And it's like such a joy to have this extensive and deep of a box set of this band's work. And, you know, we just heard that rap. (laughs) You know, Debbie Harry was an artist uh, as part of Blondie who was just so good at kind of skewering what was expected of her, not just as a woman in punk, but like also what was expected of women in pop. And, you know, she had such a way with this band of taking genres like reggae or disco music or like 60s pop and really bringing punk's crassness and humor and grit to it. This box set is just, it's massive. Yeah, this collection contains all six of the original Blondie albums from their run from 1974 to 1982. They've reunited a bunch of times. They've had reunion tours and other albums, but this is kind of a a package of that original run. It's got demos and B-sides and alternate versions as well as remasters of the original albums. And it can't be 100% complete, but it gives you a really, really well-rounded picture of who Blondie was in its prime. I feel like this release is a kind of a timely, teachable moment. It's something that folks who might not be aware of who Blondie is, I don't know how you couldn't be their Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, but for the new generation that are just hearing, you know, the Beyonce's and the Drake's that are doing this dance thing, you get to hear the folks that were influencing what you're hearing now. Blondie was ahead of its time. At the same time, it was also enormously popular. And you you think about what they were trying to pull off. I mean, they were too pop for punk. They were too punk for new wave. They were too punk and new wave for pop. And yet they topped the pop charts anyway. I mean, when Heart of Glass came out, I was like seven years old, and it was really like the first song I was aware of, knowing that it was a huge pop hit and a cultural moment. I mean, this is a band that came up in downtown New York City in the art and punk scene around Andy Warhol and the Ramones and just all this 
Patti Smith, all these like really cool New York artists. And in 1979, they've got this disco hit. And you know, it's a commercial move, but it's also this huge reputational risk that they took that just happened to really, really pay off for them. I think that kind of risk taking that you were describing just in terms of genre, it's Debbie that really kind of ties it all together. And I think to Kiana's point, like, that kind of risk-taking that pop stars do now, that rock stars do now, that it's sort of old-fashioned to talk about genre lines in the way that they were talked about back then when, you know, the idea of doing a disco song in a punk setting was like, what are you doing? Now that's just how every artist is. There's this wonderful package of really thorough liner notes where you can read about what they were up against and what they went through and that kind of usual epic behind the music story behind them. And I'm just so glad all these years later that Blondie's members are still around and still able to reunite and perform and kind of get their flowers because they're really, really an important band. That's Blondie Against the Odds, 1974 to 1982. We couldn't get to every worthwhile album out August 26th, so we're going to give you a lightning round of some of the other releases out today. Christina Lee, why don't you kick us off? Okay, so Michi Darko, he is releasing his own solo debut that dives into, among other things, the 2020 death of his father. That album is called Gothic Luxury. Twice upon a time there was a boy who died. Don't you dare laugh. Kiana Faircloth, let's hear your pick. Carolyn Malachi has released an EP called Counter Narratives. She's a Grammy-nominated artist who is so interesting. She's the great-granddaughter of jazz pianist John Malachi, but her music is so genre-encompassing. And this EP is super cool because not only is she a lyricist, she's a vocalist, but she's also the audio engineer, and she mixed this record herself. And one of her missions has been to bring women into the space of audio engineering. And so she's doing that and she's really, you know, leading by example on this EP counter narratives. The track I'd like to highlight is called Under My Own Weather. Hazel Sills, give us your lightning round pick. Yeah, one album out today that I wanted to shout out is the album Pre-Pleasure from the Australian singer-songwriter Julia Jacqueline. This is her third studio album, and it is just a great collection of songs about contending with her childhood and her upbringing and the values that she's taught herself about autonomy and religion. Uh, just a really solid record. just covered a massive Blondie reissue, but there is one more reissue I don't want to forget. Regina Spector's album 1111 is 21 years old. I don't know how that happened. 
it's getting a remastered reissue with an 80-minute collection of bonus material called Papa's Bootlegs. That's 20 songs that are from the same era as 1111, recorded live by Regina Spector's father, and 10 of these tracks have never been released. Here's a little bit of Back of a Truck. Gym teacher thought himself a sweat sock demigod And her geraniums thought themselves an alien pod also, I did want to mention the great singer-songwriter Valerie June has a new album of covers. It's called Undercover, and it's got her interpretations of songs by Mazzy Starr, Frank Ocean, Gillian Welch, Nick Drake, Bob Dylan, and more. She has impeccable tastes and a great voice. That'll do it for New Music Friday. Kiana Faircloth, Christina Lee, Hazel Sills, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Thanks, Stephen. This was fun. Now, if you want to hear all the music we've featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and on Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. Don't forget to bookmark the Now Playing blog at NPR Music. That is packed with song recommendations that'll help you stay caught up on great new music. You'll also want to sign up for NPR Music's weekly newsletter. It is put together by the dynamic and resource Marissa LaRusso. To subscribe, go to npr.org slash music newsletter. This week's show has been produced and edited by Bob Boylan and Ron Scalzo. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson, encouraging you to be well, take a break, and treat yourself to lots of great music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.